Welcome to the Full Minded with Elisabetta podcast, where my mission is to normalize the human experience. I believe there's power in authenticity and building a community immersed in it. I plan on bringing you on an in-depth and transparent journey of my life through solo episodes. I will also be interviewing a range of individuals who are willing to share their unique stories. On this podcast, we will dive into topics such as mental health, heartbreak, loss, change, trauma, self-love, and every other topic that makes up the human experience. While I do my very best to provide you insight and knowledge on these subject matters, this podcast is not a substitute for professional help. I am not a licensed therapist. I am simply a human sharing my experiences with the intent to help people feel less alone. If you are suffering, please consult with a licensed professional. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the episode. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode. Today I'm also sitting here in the pitch dark in my office. I'm just kind of liking recording in the dark now. I don't know why. I feel like I don't like bright lights to begin with, but I'm just really loving this atmosphere. It's more chill. It calms me down. I feel like I'm more relaxed, more myself in the dark. Oh yeah, I should say that the last episode I recorded also in the pitch dark and I mentioned it. If you haven't listened to that, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. But anyways, today I I didn't know what to do for a topic, honestly, so I opened the discussion board for topics on my social media, and you guys responded with some pretty good topic ideas. However, I was thinking of doing an episode kind of briefly discussing each one of these topic suggestions you gave me instead of doing one for each. Um, okay, so the first person said, I want you to talk about dating in 2023. That's a good one. That's a good one. I don't know if I'm the best person to ask given I'm not dating in 2023. Um, yeah, I it looks scary out there, guys. I, I don't want, I'm not ready to jump back into the dating scene yet, like at all. Like not even close. Not even a little bit. I was joking with my friends because if you know me, you know like Drake is like oh, everything to me. He's my idol. I feel like Drake could ask me on a date and I would be like, hit me up in a year. I'm just not ready. And I think like part of it is because of getting out of my last relationship, which was really serious. And just realizing that I have spent 11 years of my life dating different individuals. It was an intense realization. And I don't know. I've just always been somebody who jumps back and forth into relationships. Like I'm never single for a long time. And it's not because I've tapped into this a lot lately. Like, why am I like that? I don't necessarily think I feel like I can't be alone. That's not it. But I think I just, I have, I met a lot of love. I'm a very loving person and I feel like I have a big personality. So I gravitate towards a lot of different unique individuals. And then that makes me meet a lot of people and then people are kind to me. And I'm just like, obviously we're meant to be, um, So I really want to work on myself, as cliche as it sounds, but it's just the fucking truth. And I just don't have the energy for it. Honestly, like that's the other piece of it. Like I have poured so much love and energy and empathy into healing other people and focusing on their career and their life moves and just 
You know what I mean? Like I'm all in when I'm in a relationship. I'm your biggest fucking cheerleader. I'm loyal to the extreme. Like I will do anything for you, including sacrificing my own needs, wants, dreams, desires. So as some of you know, if you've tuned into the podcast before, I did a solo trip to Asia this year and that really helped open my eyes into like the things that needed to be healed about myself. And I feel like I realized that I was just dating people, not even because I wanted to. I feel like when growing up in an environment where it's unsafe for you or you are walking on eggshells, you kind of grow up to this, be this people pleasing adult where you'll say yes to anything to avoid conflict. And I feel like a lot of my past relationships were just that I wasn't ready to date or I didn't want to date them or it didn't make sense geographically, but I was still like lured into this relationship and agreed to it. Cause I was like, yeah, sure. I guess it makes sense. And That was a really fucked up realization for me sitting alone in Asia in a hotel bed being like, bro, did I even want to date anyone? Like, this is crazy. Like, I really feel like I was just like a yes woman and just saying yes to all these people. So for me, long story long, dating is not in the forefront of my mind right now or my life. It is just not something I want any part in. So I can't really talk to you guys about the dating culture that's happening right now in 2023. I mean, the memes are pretty funny. I will say, I think there's pros and cons for dating in this generation, okay? Like, the cons are there's a lot of fucking situationships. There's a lot of blurred lines. There's a lot of that kind of garbage. But I will say that the pros of it is we are a lot more honest. We are a lot more blunt, and we're a lot more progressive than, like, our parents' generation. Like, we can actually talk about mental illness without being like, they're crazy. Like, we can actually be like, okay, so do you go to therapy? Like, that's more talked about. And that's a huge piece of it. So I will say for as many flaws as there is in dating and, you know, this generation, I do think there are a lot of good pieces to it. But I will say, just make sure you're good with you before you date. Because honestly, your relationship with yourself will dictate the direction of your life, the quality of the relationships you have with friends, with people that you're dating. And I will say too, another good piece of advice that someone gave me when I was interviewing them on this podcast was she said, she looks at dating like an interview. And she's like, that may sound fucked up to people. And I was like, no, no, that actually makes a lot of sense. She's like, you know, you're interviewing them for your time and your energy and your body and your life potentially you have to make sure these people hit the criteria that you're wanting they they have to match what you're you know giving the energy you're putting out and the things you want in a life partner i think that's a brilliant way of looking at it it's very very logical but i think it makes a lot of sense Like, it doesn't have to be, like, the first date doesn't need to be, like, so what do you do for... Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be super structured, like, an interview. But I think having that mindset and just realizing that you're a fucking whole-ass amazing human that deserves the best of the best and you shouldn't be settling for less. The same way as if, you know, I would hire somebody for my business. I want the best people out there representing my brand, people that understand, you know, mental health who have maybe suffered from it themselves and have like a deeper empathy towards it. People who are sales driven, people who, you know, care about the culture and 
the vision and, you know, the whole company, right? So you have to relay that in the same sense when you're dating and being like, does this person understand me? Do they care about me? Do we have similar interests? Is this even going to work? Like, you know what I mean? You have to consider those things. And I think oftentimes, especially with the pressure of society being like, get married, have kids, build a white picket fence around your home. Like there's a lot of outside pressure of just like meeting someone and that being the goal. And even for me, I've had to reframe that way of thinking because I'm like, that's not it for me. Like I don't, finding a husband isn't my life goal anymore. It used to be for a long time, hence like the 11 years of dating. (laughs) Whoa. But it's not anymore. I think the deepest form of self-love and contentment within myself is my main goal. And then the second would be just having this amazing business that I, that I love and I stay consistently passionate about would be my second. The next would be to, of course, find a partner. And I'm actually curious too what you guys think. I, I kind of want to open this up for discussion. So it's lately, it's been something I've been thinking about a lot just because I have had a, a mix of different relationships. They've ended for different reasons. And it just, it has me thinking at the rate we grow and expand so much, like as individuals, like, do y'all think that you can really be in a relationship with someone forever or not even that you can because of course it is possible right you can do anything you set your mind to and there are a lot of people that are like monogamy this is for me one person that's it which is amazing to each their own whatever works for you but I don't know like I just look back on my life and I think of who I was 10 years ago and I'm like a completely different person like unrecognizable to who I was at 21 I was just like we don't need to dive into that on this episode. <laughs> there are other episodes where you can listen to where I talk about how fucking ratchet I was, but we're not doing it on this episode. But just comparing the 10-year difference, the five-year difference, 15 years, whatever it is, like I'm a completely different human and I'm evolving so drastically. And I just, it's hard for me, I guess, to picture meeting somebody that I love and that's amazing that works with me, you know, right now or in the next few years and then will also work with me in the next 10 years. I also, I am, have always been a monogamous person in relationships, but I've just been exploring the other options in my mind, like researching poly and researching like just on other ways of being in a relationship, because I feel like this is the majority is what we've been told is like monogamy and monogamy and you're only supposed to be with one person. And I'm just like, I'm questioning if that's natural, if that's normal, if that's something that we should do, you know? Anyway, so opening that discussion, feel free to DM me your thoughts or email me whatever you think, because I'm really curious to hear what everybody else thinks about that too. All right. So the next question was when to fix versus leave relationships. This is a good one. This is something that I swear to God, I have asked myself in every single relationship. Like, what is too much? What is the breaking point? What is like, what's the max? And the only person that can answer that question, like, is going to be you, specifically you for your relationship. But I will say this, this is a bold statement. and I'm just like really thinking about it before I say it. I think if you have to ask that question at some point, I think that is your answer. 
because at least that's my perspective on it. Because every time I've had to ask that question, I've been in a relationship where I probably shouldn't be tolerating the things that have been happening to me. And it's making me be like, how much more of this can I handle? Now, the reason I was hesitant to say that is because everybody's different. If you are somebody that gives up easily, (laughs) that's probably not the advice you should take. Because if you're assessing the relationship over like a small bump or like a disagreement, right? Like I've dated people before that they thought any type of communication was an argument. Okay, no. You know, obviously you have to take that within context. But for me personally, when I did have to ask that, I was always in a situation where I was being harmed or I was in a relationship that was just not good for me because, yeah, that's a tough one. That's a really tough one because I can see it from both sides too, right? I think the other side of that is relationships oftentimes can be glamorized from the outside in, especially with social media being so big. Everyone sees like these beautiful engagement photos, wedding photos, whatever it is. And they're like, oh my God, they must be so fucking happy. And they must never fight. That is so much shit. It is normal to fight. It is normal to have friction. Um, But it's not normal to endure abuse, physical, psychological, manipulation, anything like that. So, I mean, you can have disagreements for sure. And another thing too, is like, if you're having the same disagreement for five years, like that's saying something too, like you should only be having a disagreement about something a couple times until it's resolved. Like the goal is not to keep fighting about the same thing. The goal is to resolve that issue. So that's another thing I would, you know, take into consideration too, is are you having the exact same fights over and over and over again? Cause that's a good sign that like, it's not going anywhere. Um, you guys aren't growing in the same direction. You're not understanding each other. Um, the other thing too, that I would suggest if you're in a relationship, especially one that you're questioning, like, what is it like, when is it enough? When is like the, what is the max I can take? Um, therapy for sure. I'm a huge, like massive therapy advocate and especially in relationships in every single one of my relationships I've ever been in. I have introduced therapy into it. I'm just too mentally ill not to. I feel like it makes sense to have an unbiased person checking my behavior and also um, a safe space for my partner to vent to, you know, so they, they understand, you know, my therapist understands my disorders and can maybe guide them through how to speak to me or how to handle a situation if I have an episode or et cetera. So I just think overall it's a great place especially if one of you or both of you have mental health disorders, conditions, trauma, anything like that. I think it's such a great way to unpack your shit together with an unbiased party. So that would definitely be something I would suggest you consider as well. And I think just having even a list of what you're wanting in a partner and making sure that your partner is meeting those that, that criteria, I think it's important to be picky and selective. That's another thing too, that I've been thinking about lately. Cause my standards are through the fucking roof now before they used to be like, hold the door open for me and you've got me, I'm yours. And now I'm just like, this is actually so bare minimum. It was a bit embarrassing when I was accepting before. So my standards are through the roof. And I think if anyone in my life told me that they were too high, I would be like, okay, thank you next. <laughs> Bye-bye. Like, 
no one can tell you your standards are too high, bitch. They're your standards. You're the only person who's lived your life, walked a day in your shoes, understands what you've been through, what is too much for you. So if, you know, you're needing to go to your friends to get validation for what is too much for your relationship, it probably already is exceeding your limit, right? I actually watched this video the other day of her just being like, women have insane intuition, right? Like we know, we know, and you'll ask any of us in a relationship out of a relationship, we'll say, we knew, we knew even my, even in my last relationship, deep, deep, deep down, I knew guys, I knew, but I really wanted to stick to that idea that I deserve this like fairy tale meet and greet and like how we met and how we formed the relationship. I felt like I deserved that and I felt like it was my time. So I really pushed those feelings down until I couldn't anymore. And I was like, you know, and the thing is like, you have to follow your gut because like it will always it's always right. And it'll always surface in some way. And the more time you ignore it, the more damage you're doing to like your relationship with yourself, maybe to staying in a relationship with someone else, damage it's doing to them. It'll always surface, right? Okay. I realize I've just gone down so many different tangents. I know it's all kind of making sense as a whole, but like, sorry, if you're like, what the fuck? One final thing I want to say about that question, when to fix versus leave a relationship. I think a good question to ask yourself when you're in that situation too is, can I give myself what they're giving me on my own? Because something I've learned in my self-love journey is I can actually do a lot on my own and a lot for myself and a lot of incredible things. I can take myself out to dinner. I can go on trips. I can go to therapy. I can explore the world. Like I can do it all. So unless they're adding value to your life, if they're causing detriment and not adding value, bro, get the fuck out of there and get into therapy. But yeah, like if you can do all the things that they're doing for you, like they're adding no value to your life, in my opinion, get out of there. And that's something that I wish I could go back and tell my younger self, (laughs) but instead I'll tell all of you, yeah, they have to be adding value. If they're adding detriment or pain or torment or heartbreak or anxiety to your life and they're not adding any good, yeah, it's time to go. Okay. I'll wrap up that question and we'll move on to the next now. Okay. The next one is the contributions of your struggles and successes that have led you to who you are today. Um, yeah. So the reason I am here today and like doing what I'm doing in my life and my career is just because of all the pain and all the struggles. I truly feel that I was put through all the shit that I went through so I could talk on these subjects like openly and hopefully help inspire other people. Like I do feel like that was my purpose in life. Like I said, in one of my other episodes, like I didn't come all this way just to suffer. So I think being able to turn my pain into power has been such a cathartic way of living life for me. And cause I just could have been the total opposite. I just could have been, if you knew my life in more detail, you'd know some of it, do, some of you do, some of you don't, but it was bad and it was bad for so long. And to the point that I've only now, I would say this year, 
just really leaned into and accepted the fact that I deserve happiness and peace because I had never felt that before. I had never thought I did. Like it was so bad for so long that when it was good, I was like, when is it going to be robbed from me? How long can I feel this good? Whereas now I don't think like that at all. I'm just like, no, I deserve good things. I deserve happiness. I deserve to feel at peace. I deserve to fucking have a successful business. I deserve everything I want and more. And that mindset has just come to me (laughs) this year. You know, it's taken a lot of years of healing and sitting with myself through the discomfort and sobriety and therapy and all the things mixed together to get to this place that I'm at now. But yeah, I would say so much of, you know, what I've been through has led me to where I am today. Like I wouldn't even have this life, this business. I would have never thought of this business idea if I hadn't had an abusive childhood, was diagnosed with mental health disorders as a result, struggled in silence because of the stigma. And then one day woke up and said, fuck this shit. Nobody should go through what I went through. I'm not going to let anyone else go through that. Fuck it. And then started my company, Mindful Mode. And like, I, I couldn't even imagine where my life would be without all of the things that have happened to me, you know? So I think it's, one thing I will say is it's important to shift your perspective to, from why is this happening to me to what is this trying to teach me? Because that perspective shift will pull you out of the victim mindset. When you are living in a victim mindset, why me? This always happens to me. Poor me. My life is a mess. My life is stress. My life is nothing but shit. That is all you will ever have in your life. Promise you that because you are manifesting the continuance of bullshit that keeps happening. It's a snowball effect. And if you keep laying down in the mud and saying, it just keeps happening to me, I may as well stay down where I am. So life can just roll over me again. It will, because your perspective will always be another stress, another inconvenience. Whereas like, I remember one day I was driving home. I remember vividly when this happened and I was living with these two guys at the time. And I came home and I was like, guys, I just had an epiphany. (laughs) I was like, maybe, maybe my life isn't supposed to be just shit. (laughs) Maybe, maybe it's building me for something that's greater than what I can see right now. Maybe it's just wanting to toughen me up so that I can make a real difference, a real change. Maybe it's trying to teach me things. Maybe it's not to torment me. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's not supposed to be just a joke. (laughs) And they were like, holy fuck. They were some of the most motivational men I've ever met in my life. But like literally One of them was like, say it again. That makes me so proud that you realize that. No, life isn't trying to shit on you, Liz. It's literally just building you for greatness. And that perspective shift is everything. And it was from that moment on that I reframed the way that I perceived life as what is this trying to teach me? And that is a game changer too. If you're somebody who has struggled a lot in your life and you've been through a ton of things, even if you're somebody that's not, it's still a great perspective to have versus when an inconvenience happens to you. Like it could be something as small as why am I stuck in a traffic jam? Maybe there was an accident 10 minutes away that you avoided getting hit because the universe or whatever you believe in was like, no, no, we're going to back this traffic up so that this person doesn't get harmed. Like you just never know. I like to think of things like that, whether it's true or not, whether y'all think I'm crazy for it, I don't give a fuck. It helps me 
have peace of mind. It helps me think, you know, things are happening for a reason. And like things are just going to happen. Life is just going to life. And it is totally out of our control. But what is in our control is our perspective to see why and what is happening around us. And I'm telling you that has changed my life. So if you want to move yourself out of the victim mindset and be successful and be content in life, it's got to start there. You've you've got to start believing that you are designed for so much more than to just suffer through life. You have to believe that, that it honestly all starts with you and it starts with your mindset. Okay. The next question that somebody has sent in is the request to share the snake bite story. So for those that don't know, or don't follow me on Instagram, I posted a reel the other day with a quote that said, imagine being bitten by a snake. And instead of trying to help yourself heal and recover from the poison, you try to catch the snake to find out why it bit you and prove that you didn't deserve it. So that's a perspective I've seen on the internet. And I just think it's absolutely amazing. I try to share really unique perspectives on my page, things that I've learned, things that I've read about that I want to share, yada, yada. That was just like such a holy fuck moment for me. And I'm not sure if this person is like asking where that quote came from or like my actual story that I could relate to it, but I'll give you both. So the quote, yeah, I found on the internet and I just thought it was really powerful. And then like for so many reasons. And there's a lot of people that agree with it, but there are some people in the comments like, no, fuck, this is stupid. I'm like, okay, you do you, babe. But anyway, (laughs) my, I have many snake bite stories where I have felt the need to prove to someone who has done me wrong that they've done me fucking wrong. And I have wasted a lot of my energy and time in life trying to prove just that. And it's only within the last couple of years that I've really just started to let people act the way that they're going to act and then choose to either stay or remove myself because you can't change people. You can't, you can maybe influence people, but it's, you can't change people. You got to meet people where they're at. And if that is what they're showing you, you have the choice to say, this is for me or it's not for me. But to try and spend your time fixing that person or proving that person wrong or saying you were fucked up for hurting me is only just draining your energy with no like changed outcome on their part. Like they're not going to change because you told them they fucked up. Like They have to recognize that for themselves and then change on their own. So I think this perspective just is so powerful and it has so many layers to it because I think so many of us spend so much of our time, you know, searching and yearning for apologies from people who did us wrong. But the fact of the matter is there's a lot of times in life where we're going to have to heal without closure and we can't get the answer that we want. There are people that have broken my heart that were pathological liars. I can't call them and be like, bitch, why? Because how do I even know what they're saying is true? And even if it was, what if like... What if it just adds more to my wound? What if it doesn't actually help me heal? What if it, you know what I mean? Like, it's basically just saying that your own healing is in your hands. If you get bit by a snake, you have to go to the hospital. You have to take care of that before it gets infected. You are responsible. Nobody else, no matter how much they care about you or not, you are responsible for sitting with your hurt and your wounds and taking care of them. Nobody else is. And the longer you put yourself on the back burner to try and prove people wrong, the more sick you get. So I just think that's such a powerful perspective that I just needed to share with the world. And that is my thoughts on the snake bite story. (laughs) 
Okay. And then the last one that we had sent in that I'm going to answer today is the difference between excuses and obstacles. So this one had me thinking quite a bit on how to respond to it because I feel like there should be no obstacle big enough to stop you from achieving your goal. I think obstacles will pop up because life, um, but it's how you deal with that. It's the perspective that you have that we say, okay, this is just a reroute. This isn't the end. This isn't saying no to my dreams or my goals. This is just a reroute. So I really don't believe in excuses or obstacles big enough keeping you from chasing your dreams. Like for me, it's a perspective thing. If something happens, it's like really shitty, like for my business, say like I lose a supplier or something happens. I say, you know what? I had this supplier for a long time. It was really amazing. And it's such a bummer that I'm losing them. But this just means there's another door open for more possibilities of an even better supplier. That is how I take everything that happens to me in life. This relationship is over with this friend or this partner. That is really painful. And I'm going to have to sit with these feelings and grieve it. But you know what else that means? That means the door is open to more exciting and new chapters, new people, better suited people for me, people that are elevated. You know what I mean? Like there, there can be a positive spin on everything. And I don't mean to be like, cause there can be like toxic positivity where you're like, everything happens for a reason. I'm sorry. You know, you lost someone you love, but like everything, there is toxic positivity. And I do not recommend you say that (laughs) to people, you know, when they're needing to grieve, it's okay for people to feel emotions. It's okay for people to feel sadness. The goal is to not make everybody on the planet happy. I actually don't believe that's the good goal. (laughs) Like to be happy seems like a very random, like, of course it's a good emotion, but like, you can't always live in the state of happiness you like for me, I would rather be like fulfilled and maybe content, um, at ease, but like happy is just one emotion and it's not a permanent emotion. So for me to do things solely because they make me happy, the other argument to that is like drugs made me happy for like a long time. I can't just be like, whatever makes me happy. I need to do that's like a, it's not a great mindset to have for me, in my opinion, because of my experiences, that's my thoughts on it. With that being said, you know, let people feel what they're feeling. But I think it's important to have a positive perspective on things when shit happens to us. You know, like I was saying with that last question, like you have the opportunity to, you know, lay there and be the victim for as long as you need. And then you have the decision to be like, okay, this happened. This fucking sucked. It sucked. And all your feelings in that space are valid. And I think that's what I'm trying to say by the toxic positivity. Don't ever pull somebody out of that space and say, you're not, you shouldn't be feeling that, you know, allow people, meet people where they're at, allow people to feel the things they're feeling. But then, you know, it's up to them to decide when they're ready to move past that. It's nobody else's decision. And when you are ready to move past that, there is some pretty cool shit on the other side of it, you know, some more possibilities, some more opportunities. So I think I don't really see obstacles as a reason to stop anything, but to just reroute instead. I hope I answered that person's question in the way that they were hoping. If you meant it in maybe like a different context, let me know and I will answer it in a different way. But yeah, these are all the questions that I'm going to answer today, guys. This was a fun episode of just kind of jumping from topic to topic and 
you know, just seeing your guys' perspectives and what you're thinking about, what you're asking, what you reach out to ask about. I just think that's really cool. So keep them coming. You can always submit your questions online. Probably on the website is the best unless I open a questionnaire box just because I don't always see DMs on Instagram. Um, but yeah, right on the website, you can fill out the question box and it can it'll always be anonymous and yeah thank you so much for tuning in today guys this has been so much fun and i'm excited for y'all to hear this episode until next time thank you for tuning in to today's episode i loved having you if you wish to support this podcast please follow us so you never miss an episode you can also find us on social media at full-minded podcast Please visit our website at www.fullmindedpodcast.com to submit all your questions. If you wish to be a guest on this podcast, please fill out the form on our website to apply. Your continued support means the world, so thank you again for taking the time out of your day to tune into Full Minded with Elisabetta. Until next time, be kind to yourselves and remember that there is power in owning our imperfect and messy lives. It's all a part of the human experience and you're not alone in it.